What is happening right now in your family that's driving you crazy? Maybe you have a child who has a problem not telling the truth. Or maybe your kids aren't getting their chores done in a timely manner or getting them done at all. Maybe you have children who are extremely concerned about everything being fair. Heaven forbid one child should get more Fruit Loops than another. Or maybe one of your children is afraid to try new things and it's driving you crazy. Well, what if your scripture study time was also a time spent teaching your children things like responsibility, courage, honesty, forgiveness, or love? How would your family life be better if your kids actually learned to live some of these values? In today's episode, Lindsay and I look at how when we combine our physical challenges with spiritual principles, we can actually use the scriptures and our scripture study time to help us combat those things that are driving us crazy today, while at the same time building a solid foundation of spiritual understanding for our children. Hi, I'm Leslie. And I'm Lindsay. And you are about to experience a new way to have family scripture study. Get ready, because this is where we say no to fancy, time-intensive lessons, no to trying to cover all the material, and no to stressing over what to talk about each day. And instead, we're going to say yes to simple but powerful family scripture study, yes to family discussions, and yes to change to help our family become more like Jesus Christ. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to My Teaching Matters. I'm Leslie Johnson, and I'm here today with my daughter, Lindsay Jensen. Hi, everyone. So, you know, Lindsay, um, I'm excited to just talk with you about some thoughts that I've had this last couple of weeks. Um, you know, we're in the Old Testament, and one of the things that was exciting about the Old Testament, I thought, were particularly the first part of the Old Testament, there's just lots of stories, right? You have Adam and Eve, you have Noah and the Ark, you have Abraham and Isaac, and you've got all these great stories. Um, But honestly, as I've been reading some of these stories, reading them straight from the scriptures is really not that exciting. And I'm thinking about, okay, so Noah got all these animals and put them on the Ark, but What does that mean to me? How does that really apply to me and my family? And I feel like it's just kind of all over the place. And if I'm going to spend time, I mean, I don't, I no longer have little kids at home, but my thought was if I had a family at home and I had little kids, I want to make sure that the time that I'm using for my scripture study is going to be effective and meaningful. And I am way too busy putting out fires to Talk about things that really aren't going to um, make a difference or that really don't have a place in my personal life or help my life here and now be better. So my question for you is, how are you kind of reconciling this? How are you taking these kind of disjointed stories or scriptures that are a little bit hard to understand? The Old Testament is hard to read. How are you making this family scripture time effective and meaningful yeah so that's that's an interesting question mom i think that's good i one before i maybe answer that question of how i think well maybe i guess this part of this is how but i think it's really important to know 
what you're trying to get out of scripture study, right? Like, what is the reason that you're having family scripture study with your family? Because if you don't have a good why, if you're doing it just because you're supposed to be doing it and you don't actually know how it's supposed to help your family or why this matters, um, then it's, one, it's not going to be fun for anyone. Two, it's going to be really hard to follow through. Um, and it's not going to have an impact. If you're doing it just because, like, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to have an impact, that's kind of right? where my thoughts were going. It's like, this really isn't going to have much of an impact if I'm just reading the scriptures that have been assigned to us because they're just kind of all over. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, I mean, that's that's a great a great point. And I think, so if someone is listening and they think, man, I'm struggling with family scripture study, I mean, that's actually a really, um, I think that's a, a really good question to think well, what am I trying to do with scripture study? What's my purpose here? What am I trying to accomplish with my family mm-hmm. scripture study? Because if I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish, if we're just reading just to read, um, then it is like, it's just not going to be as powerful, right? And it's not going to be as meaningful and it's not going to be sustainable, really. Like you said, there are so many things going on in life that if it's not making a difference, if it's not meaningful for some reason, if you don't know why you're doing this and it's important to you and it has some sort of impact, then it's not, it's, it's going to be really hard to continue. Mm-hmm. And so if, I mean, you know, if, if someone listening is at the point where they think, man, you know, I am struggling with family scripture study, that's probably the question I would come back to is, well, why are you having family scripture study? What are you trying to do with it? Um, because if you're just reading, if it's just to learn these stories, and I don't want to say that's a waste because it's not, but at the same time, it's not going to have it is going to be hard to continue and you are going to wonder if what you're doing is making a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so that said, I can share what I try, like why I have family scripture study and what I try to do with it. And I think that's what you, yeah. um, Your question I think originally was. And, um, but so for me, we have family scripture study because I want my children well, there's a couple of reasons. One, I want them to have a relationship with um, with their Savior and with their heavenly parents. And I think that comes through these scripture stories. I don't think that comes just by reading the scriptures. I think it, there's a lot. You can read through the scriptures and not necessarily have a relationship with Christ or with your heavenly parents. But that is, um, but you can't, there, there are things you can do to help develop that. So that is one thing. The other thing, though, I think for me is that the scriptures, God gave us the scriptures because I mean, to help us through this life, right? It's it's a guidebook. It's to guide us. It's to help us. It's to um, help us grow closer to him and to know what we're supposed to do in our lives. And that's what I want for my family. Our family scripture study is a time to use the scriptures to help make sure that we are on the right path and that we are doing the things that is important for us to do, right? And so what does that look like? Well, that means that we're learning um, how to love, Right. It might mean that we're learning how to um, be more obedient or be more reverent or be more disciplined or um, maybe it has something to do with learning about your power to choose or learning that you can make a difference or, um, you know, trying to be honest (laughs) or making covenants, whatever it is. There are things that we are going through in life that are challenging to us. That is something for our family and our family scripture study is a time that we can work through those challenges and figure out what we can do to to be more on top of it. So one of the analogies I love is um, Stephen Covey in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about um, 
is the very first habit is the is the habit of being proactive, mm-hmm. right? And he talks about how you can be constantly putting out fires and things. Every everything is an emergency, right? Mm-hmm. In your life, and you're just constantly putting out fires, and everything's an emergency. Well, until you start to be proactive and start um, addressing things before they're an emergency, you are going to be always living in this emergency mode. Right. And so I like to think of my scripture study time as a time to be proactive and to address things in my family before they become huge problems. Or maybe they already are big problems, but before they're like, before it's too late. Right? <laughs> like, let's address these issues now. Let's talk about them. Let's use our family scripture study time to help us use the scriptures to guide us, to use God's influence to guide us, to help us in our life. Does that make sense? So, so. Well, let me just restate then, make sure I understand. Uh So what you're doing is you are using the scriptures to help you actually deal with problems in your life here and now. Yes. On a day-to-day basis. Yes. Yes. But I can also clarify that because we're not... So the way we do it is through a monthly theme. So we choose one thing to focus on for a month. So it's not necessarily a day-to-day basis. I'm not jumping around and today we're going to talk about love and tomorrow, you know, tomorrow we're going to mm-hmm. talk about um, making covenants and the next day we're going to talk about prayer. That's, so it's not that you're, to me, that's, but it's so when a, you say day-to-day business, that, that, that's, I'm not going just that mean far, it's not- but it is like, but it is an everyday thing. Like we do it every day and we focus on one theme. So we call it our monthly theme and we have one thing that we're focusing on for the whole month so that we can actually learn it, so that we mm-hmm. can actually implement it, so that we actually have freedom to experiment and to try it and to see what's working and what's not working rather than just jumping around day to, like so that every day we're talking about something different. Okay, so I love what you're saying in theory, but I need some help kind of if I were a new listener or if I were, you know, trying this on my own, I, I need a little more detail as to what that means. I mean, I like this idea mm-hmm. of having a theme and, and focusing on it for a certain amount of time. Um, but let's take this particular month and share with our listeners what you are doing this month to help teach your children and why you chose this particular theme to focus on. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So um, it's February 2022. Uh, for if you're listening to this in the future, um, we are studying the Old Testament. We're studying the scriptures from Noah, I think was the first week through three weeks of Abraham through, you know, the Abrahamic covenant, Abraham and Isaac, and then maybe Jacob and Esau after that. Or no, I don't remember what's the last week that's coming up. I think um, we something have lots. or with Lot and Isaac. So it's a little bit after Abraham, but it still has to do with Abraham somehow. Um, So we are, so the theme that we are using, so the thing that we, my family is focusing on is the idea that, um, well, I can be dependable. I'm also changing it a little bit to the idea of that dependability, there's joy in being dependable. Um, is I think kind of what I'm focusing on. Now I say that we provide a theme um, every month for, for for our followers. And the theme that um, we have chosen for everyone to choose is this idea of I can um, keep, my, keep promises. my promises. Yeah, I can keep my promises. Um, and with that, so, so with that theme, the theme I can keep my promises, I asked myself 
And I encourage everyone to do this. I start by saying, okay, what is driving me crazy at home? What is, what did my family need to work on? And my family specifically, in terms of keeping their promises, we just needed to be more dependable in general, right? I wanted my children to follow through when they gave them a job to, um, you know, clean the bathroom, that they would actually finish and get the job done and get it done correctly in a timely manner. <laughs> okay, so I have some, some criteria around here. It needs to be done. It needs to be done correctly and in a timely manner. Um, and, and we're framing it in terms of this idea of I can be dependability. I can be dependable or being dependable brings joy. Um, is my family specific thing that we're working on? Because I, I just, so my four-year-old in particular is driving me crazy with her, like just not wanting to do it. And we, every few months we have to come back and work through this. Like, so we've talked about working hard. We've talked about all sorts of things. She'll get better and then she'll stop working so hard again. But right now it's in terms of, I can be dependable. Like I need you. If your job is the silverware, you need to get that done quickly. If your job is to clear off the table, you have to clear off the table quickly because people can't rinse and then load. No one else can do their job until your job is done. Right? So that's, that's the thing that's driving us crazy right now. And that's, that's the thing that when I looked at this theme of, I can keep my promises. I says, you know what? It's more than just keeping promises that my family needs to work on right now. It's just being dependable in general that but, I can count on my kids. But what you're doing as you are looking at a, so I'm just, it's a, I'm just looking at this in terms of sometimes we think of church as being the spiritual side. And then we talk about, you know, our day-to-day -day lives or the world side or the physical aspect of it. Yeah. And what you're trying to do, which I think is so awesome, is that you're trying to take a worldly problem of getting the dishes done and teach it with a spiritual principle of, yes, you know, I can keep my promises or God gives, you know, we, could make, we make covenants with God or whatever. And so you are trying to teach your children so, yeah, using the, the spiritual um, principle to a worldly or physical problem yes. or issue or whatever. Yes. And I would add to that, yes, and it's because, well, I would add to that that it's not, I mean, we, we learn in the Doctrine and Covenants that the soul of a man or of a person is their body and their spirit, mm -hmm. right? And God sent us here to earth not just for physical things, but also to develop spiritually. I think the physical and the spiritual are very much intertwined. And you're right. Sometimes we separate them and say, okay, scriptures is for church stuff, for spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I'm going to teach my kids how to work hard. But working hard is going to help you spiritually, right? Being dependable is a principle of the gospel. God needs us to be dependable, mm -hmm. right? How can you fulfill your calling? How can you do your ministering if you're not dependable, right? And that's something I realized. I was like, Okay, for me personally, I maybe need to step up by ministering a little bit better. I need to be a little bit more dependable in this area. So it's not just helping my kids be more dependable, but I'm thinking about what does it mean to me to be dependable? Well, I've been very dependable in helping feed my kids and helping take care of them and doing homeschooling. But my dependability in, in you know, serving others has maybe been a little bit lacking and I need to pick that up. Right. And so that's, I mean, it's just, it's just it's so intertwined. But what we do is we take, I have this physical problem, but I say, this isn't just a physical problem. This is a spiritual problem. This is a us. We need this fixed in our mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. And so for multiple reasons, and I 
try to I'm trying to put that physical and spiritual back to get back together and keep it together rather than keep them separate. I really, really love that idea because I do believe that that is God's plan. I mean, I think that that's God, why we are here on this earth was we needed to learn. We learned what we could in our spiritual realm, and God wanted us to learn more in this physical realm. But we can't, they're not two separate realms. They are actually interconnected. When we leave this earth life, we will have a physical body and a spiritual body connected as a one whole. And so the idea, I believe, is just as you say, to learn to connect the spiritual and the physical together. Um, and you know what it does? It makes family scripture study way more interesting and helpful. Okay. And it's not... It's no longer a burden of just something we have to do, but it's my opportunity to like just keep to teach and to we can love and we can anyway, we, we enjoy family scripture study because it matters to our family and we see the impact it's having, right? Because if we're talking about how being dependable brings joy, well, who doesn't want more joy in their life? So mm -hmm. every morning, you know, when we're having family scripture study in the morning, we're going to talk about how we can be more dependable so that we can have more joy so that our family can run smoother. It's like, it's awesome. <laughs> Like, who doesn't want that? <laughs> right. Right. But it doesn't take long. Like, we're talking 10, 15 minutes is all. But we do it in the morning. I mean, because it's just important. So that's that's okay. like the 30,000-foot the overview, right? <laughs> right. Right. So let's delve just a little bit. Not Let's not go clear to the deep, dark depths of this. But let's talk a little bit about how that, that looks for you. So when you say you take 10 or 15 minutes... Um, are you are you reading all of the the scriptures? Are you reading from the Old Testament? Are you following the Come Follow Me? What what does that look like for you when you take this? Okay, so now this is your theme. This is what you want to focus on. How does what does that really look like in terms of this month's Come Follow Me? Okay, so yes, I will answer that. I'm going to back up a little bit because one question I often get when I talk about themes is people say, "Well, how do you pick your theme?" Okay. Right. And and I think that how you choose that theme applies to then how you use it each week. So I will talk about how you use it each week. So the what I do um, is I'll look, I will look through the Come Follow Me manual for the upcoming month. Sometimes I'll look in the primary manual just because it simplifies things. Um, or the But the family one works too. And I'll look and I'll see, okay, what stories are we talking about? We're talking and, – and then in, in, the, in the manual, it also has like little headings, right? This says you can – I don't have my manual with me, so I don't remember what it says. But it'll like have a heading of like basically of how you can apply it to your life. Like God, God promises us things, or I can be honest, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you, I'll look, I'll flip through those things, I'll, and so people ask me like, "Well, how do you read ahead?" And I'm like, "I don't read ahead. I, I don't have time. Like, we're already talking about how I don't have time for things. Like <laughs> I don't read mm -hmm. ahead. I just glance through that manual, and I will take twenty to thirty minutes at the beginning of the month to plan all this out. Okay, but then, but then the rest of the month's planned." So I'll glance through the manual and I'll say, okay, well, I'm seeing promises as a theme here, right? So you see, well, we, you know, because we have Noah where um, God promises he's no longer going to uh, flood, flood the earth. earth again. And we have um, God's promises to Abraham and, and to Sarah, right, that she can have a baby and then promises to Isaac. I see a lot. And then that's when I say, okay, well, so if the theme is I can keep my promises, what's driving me crazy about that at home and what, what can I do? And so that's when I say, okay, well, I actually want to focus specifically on this idea of being dependable and using promises and, de and dependability kind of interchangeably is what I'm personally going to do. So at the beginning of the month, when I have that that overview, so that's, that's how I choose it. I just glance through the Come Follow Me manual, see, okay, what's something that kind of ties through everything and that matters to my family? Um, 
because with that theme, you could also talk about honesty, right? If you have trouble, trouble with kids lying, you could talk about lying. If you're preparing kids for baptism, you could talk about, you know, keeping promises and covenants through baptism. There's lots of covenants in here. So it just kind of depends what, what your family needs to focus on, right? And what I do then at that point is I choose one or two scriptures each week that I want to focus on. So I do not necessarily read through the whole scriptures with my children or with our family. We will read through um, one or two of the stories that I feel like is important um, or one or two of the scriptures that I want to focus on. And then, and then that's how I plan my, so I do all that beforehand. Like I will say, okay, this week. And actually, I mean, if you buy our themes, if you, yeah, if you buy our themes, then we have, what the theme is, and then the question, like, well, what's your invitation to your family? How are you wanting your family to change? And then we have each week, um, we'll have some scriptures highlighted and some stories that you can talk about, and then you can circle which ones you're going to do, right? So I use this, I mean, I use the same thing that we put together and give out, and I circle it every week. So that simplifies it. But if you don't have our themes, you can just go through and say, okay, well, I'm going to focus on the scripture. So like, for example, right now, um, the scripture in Abraham uh, there's a scripture that says God will, or that all the world, all the families of the world will be blessed or something through you. I'm, try, I'm trying to find it because I do have my scriptures. Um, but I don't see it right away. Anyway, there's something, oh, right here. Through thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so that's the scripture we've been focusing on. And I've been talking to my family, or to my family saying, look, when we are dependable, we can bless others, right? We bless our family when we are dependable. And so like that is how we bless others as through being dependable. And so we focus on that scripture and we've read that scripture three or four times this week, asking my kids, how are you going to be dependable today? What can I trust you to do today? Right? Or we'll talk about the pro I'll read through the story of Abraham and how God gave this promise to Abraham. Um, and I'm not going into depth in the Abrahamic covenant. My children are eight and six and four and one. So I'm not going into too much depth into the Abrahamic covenant itself, but I'll talk about how God promised Abraham about these things. And then because he promised Abraham those things, Abraham, prom like the promise was also that he could bless the world, all the families of the world. And so we then focus on that idea of how we can bless the world and we can bless our family through being dependable. And then we talk about it, right? Like this morning, Evelyn, you got your dishes done so fast. Um, that was so helpful. I really appreciate that. And then you did your schoolwork all without me asking. You just jumped in and you started doing it. That was a huge blessing to our family. Way to be dependable. Um, and so we're talking about, anyway, so like I'll, we, the, the dirty, I mean, what it looks like each week is that I, I don't read through everything, but I choose one or two scriptures or one or two stories that I want to focus on. And then we will read through those. And then we'll talk about it. And I'll ask questions related to this idea of whatever our theme is and whatever it is that the invitation that I'm extending to my children of how we want, how this is going to impact our life. And so that's kind of what it looks like. Did I go into enough detail there? Yeah. So, so you, um, in your 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, really your actual reading of the scriptures is just a couple minutes. The rest of it spent talking or discussing about how it applies to you and your family and how you're going to implement it. Is that a correct assessment? Um, yes. And it depends, right? Because certain days, so like some days we'll do more reading and then we won't talk a whole lot. 
And then the next day I'll be like, okay, what was that story we had yesterday? And we'll just read one or two verses to like the, of, of what I felt like was most important out of that story. And then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it kind of every day it might look a little bit different. So like the, you know, at the beginning of the week, we might just be reading through some of the stories. And then, but then soon we're going to transition more to just focusing on one or two verses and then talking about those one or two verses. Um, so that, yeah, it's really only two or three minutes of scripture reading and then, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes of, of talking about what does this look like? Got and then it. sometimes it's, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's, it's longer scripture reading and then not really a whole lot of discussion, but throughout over the course of a week, we have everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to read at least one verse every day because I feel like that's important to mm-hmm. kind of just get us settled. But mm-hmm. some days it's more, sometimes sometimes it really is just that one verse. So I love that. I mean, this way you're really able to dive deep into a principle that's really important and gives you an opportunity to apply it to real life, to talk about it, what it means to them personally. It makes your scriptures um, personal. It's teaching your children how they can find answers to their current problems or their current life situation from the scriptures. And that's what I think is so powerful about this uh, idea. Um, you know, for me, um, I just finished reading the about the Abrahamic Covenant uh, this morning for our family scripture study. And um, there, I had an interesting thought because in the Come Follow Me outline, there's actually a little section that talks about the Abrahamic Covenant and what it was and how it applies to us. And there was um, a quote there. It talks about how Abraham wanted to become a greater follower of righteousness. So he goes to God and he says, you know, I want to be, I want to be better. I want to be a better person. I want to, to do a better job. And what does God do? He invites him to into a covenant relationship. So Abraham wants the blessings of his forefathers and the blessings that he's heard about that Adam and Eve got. And to obtain those blessings, God says, okay, let's enter into a covenant. And that was just so such an interesting idea to me because Abraham wanted these blessings. He wanted to become a better person. And the solution to that then was to enter into a covenant. And as I was thinking about that, the thing of a covenant is that a covenant requires us to act on our part. And as we act, then certain blessings are attached to that. It goes back kind of to our theme from last month as we talked about uh, choices and consequences. You know, there's we can choose whatever we want, but there's consequences associated with each choice that we make. Well, as we make covenants, there's blessings that are associated with those covenants as we keep those covenants. Um, but there's certain things that we have to do in order for those promises to be realized. So, For example, you know, our baptismal covenant, we promise that we're going to bear one another's burdens, that we'll always remember him. And then in return, we will have God's spirit to be with us. Um, And so what I love about this idea of themes is we kind of talked about this earlier, but I feel like this is, um, there's so much ability to apply real life application, right? We can actually act on what it is that we are talking about. And it's that action part that allows our children to really 
learn it, to internalize it. They experience it. And then they can make those connections between what we're reading in the scriptures and what it means in their, in their lives. Um, and if I look at how God teaches his children, he teaches us through experience. Every spiritual principle does have a physical experience to go with it because that's the purpose of this earth life is to learn how the physical aspects of this world mesh with the spiritual aspects of our of our previous world. So like, for example, the, the spiritual cleansing from our sins is paired with a physical representation of when we're baptized by immersion. You know, we're we're completely covered with water where wa- all those sins are washed away. Um, or the spiritual concept of resurrection is symbolized every night when we go to bed. We go to bed, we, it's as, as if we have died, we're just laying there. And then in the morning we rise again and we go about moving and, and using our physical bodies. And so again, that is a physical representation of a, of a spiritual concept. Um, and another one might be this the spiritual concept of having heavenly parents um, is illustrated by families here on earth, that we have physical parents and families here on earth. And, and that relationship helps us understand, um, you know, our physical or I mean, our spiritual relationship with our heavenly father. So when we're talking about this, the spiritual principle of covenants, and I, I listened to you talk about how you're teaching your children to understand what it means to be um, dependable, what it means to be responsible, and how that's part of keeping our covenants. Um, I see that you're creating a physical experience to help teach a spiritual principle. And I really believe that that is how God wants us to teach because he wants us to um, understand those things on both levels. And so as I hear you doing this with themes, it just it just makes a lot of sense to me. It seems to be a very um, good system in which we can implement some of these values or these ideas. Yeah, no, I think that's a good, a good insight. Um, yes, this idea that a physical representation of a spiritual principle. Um, I think that's exactly what we're trying to do because, because our scripture study then extends beyond just reading the scriptures in the morning, but it becomes, you know, as we think about it all day and being like, okay, well, am I being dependable? Can I, you know, for me, like, what do I need to do to minister to this, you know, to some of these people? Like what, what is it that they need each individually? Um, or for my children, like, oh, mom asked me to clean up. I can, maybe what well, I can do that really fast. Let me do that really fast. Um, and I think I think that is what it is. And it's it's anyway. I love I love how it just permeates into into to, to everything that we do. Um, that said, <laughs> I've had an insight because we're halfway through the month. I guess it's only the eleventh. So we're not quite halfway through the month, but we, I also, part of me has been frustrated because it's like, ah, 
four-year-old, you are still, you still don't understand this. <laughs> like, we have talked about this for two weeks and you are still not getting it. And then I have to, you know, during my own personal study, like I'll ask, uh, I'll, I'll pray about it and I'll ask God about it. And, and then my answer is like, be patient. You have all month, right? Mm-hmm. Like focus on one thing at a time. She, you know what? She might not be very good still in the morning at getting up. Your other kids are doing way better. She might not really have much interest in getting up and quickly doing it in the morning, but she is getting a lot better at her dishes, right? And she might not be cleaning up yet, but she, you know, at least those dishes she can do quickly, right? And <laughs> praise it. Thank you. Thank her for that. And help her realize, like, and I need to realize that it does take time, right? This is why we do it for a month. And I say this all the time. And then I still get frustrated, you know, when we're two weeks in and it's like, you still don't get this. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay that you have not mastered this topic yet. <laughs> Let's t- take the time to do this. Let's. Um... So another thing that I like to do with themes too is to is to find ways to build on it each week, right? Or just mm-hmm. and, and even just to practice each week. And so I told you earlier that I've had this idea, or, um, you know, and this idea of being dependable. I think well, you know, there's there's actually multiple parts of it. Part of it is being dependable, doing what you say you'll do. The other is doing it correct correctly, right, and finishing the whole thing. And then the last part is doing it in a timely manner. And um, so I've had this in my head. So far, we've just kind of been focusing on that first part of just being dependable in general. And and I realized that, you know what, I think I need to maybe be more even specific on certain weeks. So maybe next week, um, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about doing it in a timely manner or finishing till the job's done. I haven't have I don't remember which one I was going to do which week, but I want to go look and um, figure out which one I'm going to do which week. One one week will be you know, focusing on that timely manner aspect, and the other one finishing till the job is done. And then the other thing I like to do is bring in other scriptures and other stories that relate to that. So, for example, when we talk about finishing until that job is done, I am going to bring up the story of Nephi going to go get the plates, and we often focus on that scripture where Nephi tells his daddy, says, "I will go and do the things the Lord commands me, because I know He gives no commandment to the children of men save He shall prepare a way for them to do it." And that's I love that scripture; it's a great scripture. The other scripture I love it's on the other column right next to it, um, but it's verse nineteen, and they go and it's after they've gone and tried to get the plates a little bit, and um, they can't do it, and his brothers are ready to go home, and Nephi he just stands up and he says. We are not going to go back to our father in our wilderness until we finish this job that he has given us. And mm. I love that part. And so I'm going to talk about that with my kids. I'm going to say, look, as we talk about being dependable and look, Abraham followed through. And I think that's probably what I'll do next week. Because I think next week's Abraham and Isaac. So I'll probably talk about how Abraham, he followed through until he knew exactly what God needed him to do. And Isaac was willing to do it. And they were dependable and did what God asked them to do. And they finished that job. God for asked for a sacrifice. And he didn't want to sacrifice Isaac, but he was willing to. And then God gave a ram and they finished that job and they sacrificed that ram. Right. Nephi was given a job to go get those plates and it didn't work. They didn't, he didn't want to like, and his brothers wanted to go home because they didn't want to do it. But he says, no, we are going to finish this job that God gave us. And I'm going to talk about that and encourage my kids. No, you have to finish the jobs that you have. What are ways that we can finish these jobs that we're going to do? Right. And so it's just, that's how, that's how I like to do it. I focus on a scripture or a story, and then I'll bring in other scriptures or other stories. Both, um, I love using other scripture stories. Where we've been doing more, where we've talked about, we'll bring in like even you know just kids stories, children's books, mm-hmm. um, you know Aesop's fables, or other things that we can also talk about to relate to this principle. So anything that we can do to really make it 
sink in and help them understand what this means and why it matters and what it looks like in their life. I, I love that because you're absolutely right to, I like how your idea of kind of building on it. Okay. We start here and make this foundation. We have to understand what it means to be dependable. Um, yes. And then you kind of build on that. Okay. So now that that you know what it means to be dependable, then we got to be dependable in a timely manner. I mean, it doesn't do us any good to, to, you know, take all day long to get the silverware put away or whatever. And so I, I love how you're kind of building on that, but doing it one step at a time. Um, I think that's important. I think it's important um, to give our kids that, that opportunity to kind of grow into it because change is hard and stretching ourselves is hard and disciplining ourselves is hard. And so giving them lots of feedback and lots of positive feedback. Look, you did this. And even if it's all you can see is just one little thing to, to recognize that this one little thing was great and give them that positive feedback, I think is important. And then giving them grace to um, have the time they need to, to grow into this, this new habit or this new discipline that you're trying to teach them, I think is, is so powerful. And that's why, like you say, giving them a month to do it, to focus on that, um, just takes so much stress out, but you, but you're consistently working towards a goal. So your time is being um, used so well, because just like you said in the beginning, you know where you're going, you know where you want this month to end up. And so with that in mind, things that happen throughout the day are the perfect opportunity for you to highlight and to use that as a teaching moment that it allows so many more teaching moments to happen and to be taken advantage of because you know where you're going and where you want this to end up and you have a purpose to your scripture study. So it makes it, like you say, it makes it more fun. It makes it more meaningful. It makes it easier to um, implement and it's so much more effective. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, mom, growing up, we would read, we would have family scripture study and it would last 30 minutes or 20, oh, 20 to 30 minutes. And, um, but what it looked like was that we would just go around the room and everyone would read five verses, right? And we just mm -hmm. go in circles. And, um, and I've shared this story before. I, it was meaningful. I felt like I, it, it was meaningful, but it also, I remember most mornings falling asleep <laughs> Right? And listening yeah. for you to read because my turn was always after you. And so as soon as you were done reading, then I would wake back up and read my five verses and go back to sleep. And, um, you know, this is a new, this is a different way of doing it. This is a new way of having family scripture study. Mm -hmm. And we actually, this, this way of doing it, we call, we call this our fearless, you know, teaching as a fearless mother of faith. Because we're no longer... You know, we're no longer unsure if what we're doing is making a difference, right? We know we because we we have that faith that this is making a difference. Like this matters, our teaching matters, right? That what we're going to do matters. How I do this makes a difference. Um, I'm fearless in the sense that I can inv extend invitations and say, "Hey, how are you going to be more dependable this week?" Mm -hmm. Right? I don't I I don't remember very many invitations um, in growing up during our family scripture study. I think. We also no, had family home evening, and I think you were more intentional about family home evening than, um, well, in, in that sense, of, in terms of extending invitations. But um, this idea that, you know, we are ready to start something new. 
like that we can be a pioneer in our own right and start to move forward, move away from this unsure, not knowing if what we're doing is making a difference and just being more fearless, being more faithful and helping teach our children in a way that, you know, not only brings more joy, but, and, um, brings them closer to Christ, but also is helping them solve their <laughs> physical problems, right? Because they are so mm-hmm. intertwined. And when we can teach that way, um, man, it's just so powerful. It's just so powerful. And it's simple. It's simple, yet meaningful and powerful. And, um, anyway, and that's the uh, themes. This idea of the themes is, I think, the most critical thing to understand out of everything we teach, um, the reason, and, and, and it's the first step, right? It's that very first step of what we call our fearless mothers teaching as a fearless mother of faith method. But um, it just it just makes such a big difference. And then there's other things that we can talk about, right? We can talk about asking questions, and we can talk about you know creating experiences, and how do you actually relate this more to real life? But the very first thing you have to understand is this idea of themes, and and creating that vision, and being willing to do something new, and to be a pioneer in your family to do something new and to do something meaningful. Um, and that's our invitation to all of those of you guys listening now, you know, put on that pioneer hat and say, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm ready to try something new. Let me take 15 minutes on Sunday to plan out the rest of this month or next month. And what are we going to, what's the theme we're going to focus on and why? And what's the invitation I'm going to extend to my children? What's driving me crazy? And how can we use our family scripture study to help improve our life and to, you know, solve some of these problems that we're facing in our family and in our life? Um, You'll be amazed at what can happen. And it and, and like I mentioned in the middle, it doesn't solve things overnight, but there it 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 sure helps. It goes a long way and you're no longer um feeling like you're wasting time because you you can see those little impacts and you can see what's happening. I love it. So I, I want to just reiterate, we want to invite you to join us for the rest of this month. You can share this theme with us. So um the theme with all of the outline that Lindsay was talking about with the, the theme and the objective, or you can choose your own objective, but, but the scriptures that she's talking about, even additional resources as far as um, books and other stories is free right now. This month we, we have it for free. So you can go and you can find that. It's either on our Facebook um, group um, come follow me intentionally chill, teaching our children and youth. Um, you can find it there. Is there another place they can find it? Lindsay, they can email me. They can okay. email me. Those are the two. Yeah, it is for free in our Facebook group. It's listed there or you can email me. I'll give if you, if yeah, if you, those who are already on our email list have already gotten it. Um, but if you're not on our email list and want it, you can email me in the future. Um, we're, we're transitioning to having these be paid. Um, so if you're listening to this in the future, you can at least get February, February's and see what it looks like. Um, and hopefully we have some news soon about what that's going to look like in the future. Great. But, um, these are, these have been powerful. Those who use it, love it. And it's powerful. And that's, then that's, that's part of the reason that we're, that we're trying to, to keep going that regard in that. that and way. then your, your email is Lindsay at myteachingmatters.com. Yes. Yep. Okay, and I'll put those in the the show notes as well. But um, yeah, take advantage of this opportunity because like I said, this month is free and really to try to experience it yourself, it's just an amazing um, way to really become effective in your teaching. And this is the first step. This is the most important part and the first step to really making a difference in your teaching. So 
Um, thanks for listening. We are glad to um, t- talk with you guys, and we look forward to talking to you again. So remember, your teaching matters. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>